Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Yeah, this for my dogs from the east to the west side. Rock it brown and orange with me, baby. Let's ride. Represent the land, let them know. Tell them, here we go, brownies. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. of the Here We Go Brownies podcast. I'm Allie Heisong here in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Join with me as always, uh, my wonderful co-host out in Boise, Idaho, Dustin. Dustin, how are we doing? How are you feeling? It's great. And the weather is very similar to this today. It's almost 80 here. It's sunny. Um, A little different than the weather we experienced a couple of weeks ago in Cleveland. Uh, Yeah, I'm still (laughs) frozen from from a couple of weekends ago. But uh, no, it's been great. Uh, The weather's changing. Summer's finally arriving. Um, people are out, people are enjoying, seems like we're coming out of this thing and people are excited about uh, where we're heading. So I've got to tell you here in, here in uh, Myrtle beach, um, I'm sure everybody right now is, is experiencing this to some degree. Um, but we have with that pipeline hack, and I'm not going to spend too much time on this. Um, we here in Myrtle beach are completely without gas, completely and hundred percent without fuel. I have half a tank right now. Um, and I've got to tell you, I've been using this this website called Gas Buddy to see who has it. Completely shut down from basically Wilmington to Charleston. Yeah. So it's completely impacted us. So if you are out and about, if you are in this area, or if you're not, and it's just kind of a threat to you, take it seriously. Get get some gas because right now, guys, I've got to tell you, it's it's sucks for us. Uh, but after that, outside of that. We've been living, living the best life. Everything is good here. Us Browns fans, we're living the dream. Uh, a lot of optimism this offseason, right? It's just been a lot of fun coming off of the, the high, the energy of the NFL draft. Um, just a lot of fun, a lot of energy in the air. Yeah, I got to tell you, what's interesting is we went off from winning 12 games, winning yeah. a playoff game, going to Kansas City, and it seems like Allie and I barely got two nights of sleep, and then yep. we're going to the NFL draft. Yep. And we're taking in all of that for all it is and for the city to pull off was really cool. And like, I keep thinking like, man, I was in Cleveland for four days. Like, it just, <laughs> like, and now I'm back home. It's a little, um, I was like, this, this is surreal, right? Allie, like you probably got back home. You have a new puppy, a yeah. new house. And so, so she's going in a whirlwind as well, guys. So I'm all over the place. I am completely all over the place. I just closed on my condo yesterday and the weight of the world has been lifted off of my shoulders. It feels like it has been the most stressful process. Um, but I've got to tell you, if you are buying or selling a home and you are going through the stressful process, find somebody that makes it easy. And that person, Cleveland fans, everybody in the Cleveland area, that person for you is Katie Klonowski out of Keller Williams there in Cleveland. She makes this process so easy. I've got to tell you, having a person that you can trust and, and you can communicate with to answer all your questions makes it that much easier easier so go check her out katie klonowski she's the best in the business well and as i say ali we got to meet her at our event and she was so down to earth she seems like she would be so easy to work with uh when it comes to buying a new home she seems like she would really walk you through that process really yeah, nice absolutely that's half the battle um dustin we've got a, a schedule release coming out this afternoon or this evening i think it's already released ali it's out there it's out there. This is going to be a lot of fun. Um, we're going to get into that. We've also got an exclusive interview with Browns legend Eric Metcalf uh, coming up here in a couple of minutes. So if you guys are joining the stream here, stick around to about 8, 10, 10 after here. He is going to be joining us for an exclusive one-on-one interview. Uh, pick his brain about what the Browns just did in the draft and about his playing day. So we're really excited to have him on as well. Um, Dustin, G dinner tonight. Not yet, Allie. I haven't had dinner Neither yet. Neither have I, and I've got to tell no, you. I'm, Allie normally eats before the shows, guys. <laughs> right before the show. And I've got to tell you, I'm starving. Um, my, my belly's rumbling, so if you hear that, I apologize. But uh, if you're in the Cleveland area and you're hungry, 
I've got a suggestion for you. Ooh. Go walk on down, yeah. walk on down Madison Avenue and get you some Angelo's pizza. Guys, I'm telling you, Dustin and I were there in Cleveland for the draft. We went over to Angelo's. We got, what was it, Dustin? You got a buttery crust. You got oh. pepperoni cheese, pepperoni, and some more cheese. Oh, Allie, that was like cheese, oh. pepperoni, cheese, and then more pepperoni. And then that buttery crust. Oh, my Amazing. gosh. And of course, uh, Tom and Sean were so nice of us to feed you and myself and the family there on Wednesday night. And we're great hosts, came down to our Best. event. Um, and I told, as I told Allie last week, I cheated. I went back two days later and had it for lunch because I'm like, I'm not going to get this again anytime soon. So I'm going to take in another little lunch special. Um, But by the way, always voted like top of the pizza places. And, you know, the one message they'd like for us to get out is just thank you for supporting a local chain and a local company there. Uh, That's always been their big message is, you know, they've been there for over 40 years and they just appreciate Mm -hmm. all the local people in Cleveland that come to Cleveland or there that support them. So. And they're, they're the best, truly. Uh, I, I came down here to South Carolina. I was telling my neighbors, I'm like, hey, if you ever go to Cleveland, I know you've never been to Cleveland, but if you ever do, <laughs> go there. It's worth it. I promise. It's worth the trip. You'll love it. You will absolutely love it. So uh, if, you're, if you guys are hungry and you're in the Cleveland area, go over to Angelo's. Oh, oh, oh I'm dreaming about it. I am dreaming about it. Um, but yeah, Dustin, just a, a lot of optimism, a lot of energy in the air right now with what's going on in Cleveland. We're coming off of the energy from the NFL draft. As I mentioned, I'm still freezing cold from the evening, a couple of evenings that we spent up there, uh, but lots of fun. How are you feeling so far? We know, you know, I don't know if you watched the building, the Browns, um, which was a nice oh, yeah. little insight to what Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski and, uh, Paul D. Podesta were able to do, um, and just the communication and everything that went in behind it. What were your takeaways from that, from that episode? You know, I just, it just seems like they're so calculated and they're all in the, they're all from singing from the same hymnal is kind of how I take it. Right. Like Stefanski's joined in hip with, you know, Barry Podesta, the whole entire group for the first time that that I can ever imagine. They all kind of joke with each other. Like they're all in this together. Like it's so the continuity and, yeah. you know, Allie's for favorite word alignment. Yep. Okay. I, hey, you said it, not me. Um, but they seem like they're just aligned in their mission mm-hmm. and they're aggressively um, every day trying to make the Browns better. And you just see that with the little tweaks, um, even picking up a kicker to make the kicking game better. Right. I mean, they are looking at every angle um, and Ali, I know you and I have specifically talked about this. There's going to be a lot of good players on this roster yeah. that aren't going to make the 54 man roster. I mean, that's just the truth. This team is going to be stacked and it's going to be a battle come training camp. I mean, it's going to be a battle. No, it really is. And I'm, I'm really excited, you know, <laughs> if time allows for it on this episode to really take a deep dive into all of the position groups, um, you know, not, and that's not to discount any of the current players that we have, but, you know, in the past, us Browns fans were on the lookout for teams like new England and some of those really good teams of who they were going to cut. Yeah. Um, and, and we're in that position now. And honestly uh, guys, it's, it's truly a good problem to have, which is not something that we're used to. No. And I got to tell you for the first time in a long time, the best, the best player will make it to the 54 man roster. It won't be where we're having to fill somebody like your point alley that just got released. So we put him in the right tackle or the, you know, the middle of the defensive line. We don't have to worry about that anymore. We're literally going to be out there and be like, okay, who is the best player that's going to give us the best chance to win on Sundays or Mondays or Thursdays or Saturdays or or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, we'll see. We'll see with the release. Right. Um, Hey, if you are listening, we're going to welcome Eric Metcalf here on a couple minutes, but if you want to drop a comment, if you have any specific questions that you would like us to ask, drop a comment. I do have my eye on it. Uh, Can't guarantee that we, you know, we'll be able to get to all of them, but please drop a comment or a question and and, uh, you might just be featured here and we can ask uh, the legendary Eric Metcalf here. Three time Uh, pro bowler. Love it. So excited. Actually, Dustin, let's just go ahead and welcome him on to the show. I know we're a couple of minutes early, but I'm excited. Let's just get him on here. I'm going to go ahead and admit him here to the Zoom. We are just so excited to have him. Um, legendary Eric Metcalf to the program. Eric, how are you? Can you hear us? I can. How are you doing? Wonderful. Thank you for taking the time to join us. We are so appreciative to have you on. We've got a, a bunch of listeners ready to ask you some questions and just kind of pick your brain. And um, it's just so great to have you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Look at that. Enjoying a cigar, living his best life. I'm, I'm quite <laughs> jealous. I'm my best life, but it's not. 
<laughs> well, I'm good with that. <laughs> hey, uh, well, you know what? You deserve one of those after having a 40 yard dash, right? Like you can have a cigar now, right? I, I, I jogged it. <laughs> I jogged it. Oh, man. Well, hey, thank you again for taking the time for us. Um, we're just super, super grateful to have you on. And, you know, Dustin and I were just talking about just the energy that's going on in Cleveland right now, um, just the optimism of coming off of this offseason with an incredible free agency, with an incredible draft. Um, and, you know, I just want to get started with you by asking what have been your overall thoughts on what the Browns have done this offseason so far? Well, I feel good about it. I mean, the, the free agent acquisitions and everything, just making the defense stronger, picked up another offensive lineman as well for some depth. And so I'm looking forward to this team because, I mean, last year, I can say I was pretty good because I said they were going to go 11 and five. And so, and so now I, I feel good because on the back end of the defense, um, we're, we've gotten stronger. And so we get another, uh, we get an off season for guys to come in and prepare and get ready for the season, which they didn't get to do last year and still played well. And so now I'm really looking forward to what can happen when they are actually on the field and having practice prior to the season. Yeah, it's going to be a different world because everything was so virtual last year. So, of course, Eric, it was great to finally meet you when I was in Cleveland uh, a couple weeks ago. So, you know, you got to come back into Cleveland, right? You got to kind of reminisce about being there. What was it like to be, you know, down there in Cleveland, all those fans, and to be able to go up on the stage with the 153rd pick and make that pick for the Browns? And what was kind of your experience uh, for the few days that you were in Cleveland? What was that like for you? Oh, it was special. I mean, I uh, announced picks two other times. But it, it wasn't the same because the draft was actually in Seattle. I mean, in Cleveland this time. And so it, it felt good to be back there. And, I, and even before it came, came about, I was like, there's no way I can, I can sit at home during this time. I have to be a part of it. I have to be in Cleveland for this because I knew how the fans would, would be. I knew how everyone, the atmosphere would be. And I just wanted to be a part of it, knowing that, you know, it, it felt good to, to have a draft that, it wasn't really do or die for us. You know, we could yeah. just sit back and relax and, and, and chill out and just enjoy the festivities. And that, that's what made it fun. Well, Ali and I talked about that. We're sitting there down there at the draft Thursday night and we're like, we're two hours in and we, we, we still haven't picked yet. And we're like, this is so weird because it hasn't been this way for almost two decades. We're usually in the top 15 getting ready to be like, well, you know this, Eric, it's, it's like our Super Bowl, right? The draft is for the last right. two decades, it's like it's the Browns Super Bowl. So we're, we're giddy to see who the next potential superstar could be for the team. And now we had to just, you know, wait and get the best player available, which was kind of an odd thing to do. Well, it's, it's fun, though, because yeah. at, at that point, you're just looking for someone uh, to start drafting guys who can just make the team better. Yeah. And, because you're always trying to get better. So that's what I was looking forward to. We got we got another corner so we can solidify that. And so, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this season and, and what, what's, the, what's to come. You know, just to speak from a fan perspective, you know, I, I use the word optim optimism. We all feel good about really the direction that the Browns are heading with with what Andrew Barry, Kevin Stefanski, Paul DePodesta are taking this team, you know, into. Um, and it was fun to see the building the Browns episode and really what goes into the draft. And my favorite part is watching these guys get the phone call and, you know, just seeing their world completely turn. It's so it's just so rewarding, even as a fan, to be able to see that. So I want to ask you, what was if you can paint the picture for us, what was your draft experience like? <laughs> it, it, it was kind of crazy because of the whole backstory of it. Um, and, and I'll start with when I was a few days before the draft, Mike Lombardi, who was then working with the, the Browns, flew down to Austin, where I was, to visit me and ask me to do some running tests and, and everything. And, and I wouldn't do it for him. And he was like, why I can't we're, we're talking about drafting you I said that that's fine but I'm not gonna do it and so I, I never I never did it for him and mm. then so, so I actually flew to Seattle to be with my family uh, for, for the draft and then we were just hanging out watching the draft as a family and I and I heard that uh Denver had traded the, the pick to the Browns the 13th pick to the Browns and and I looked at my mom and I said I'm about to be drafted <laughs> no you're not I said yes I am and, and they drafted me and you know at, at that moment it, it's just overwhelming because you, you played football with me since I was seven years old and 
all you think about is, is playing in the NFL and then to finally hear your name called, not not only hear your name called, but to be called in, in the first 13 picks is it, it, something special. So I, it, was, it, was, it was overwhelming. And then and then you, you just get taken aback about the, the fact that this is this is really happening because that's that's the ultimate goal. Then the goal is to stay there. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good right. point. So uh, I know one of the things that you did, you know, that we all got to see during the draft as part of uh, the St. Jude's, you know, uh, Children's Hospital and, you know, everything that they do. And my one of my nieces actually was personally involved with that. She's now passed away. So I kind of know what St. Jude's is all about. What was that like to see some of those legends kind of that you played with in the NFL, right? To go out there with Rich Eisen down there in LA and run that 40 yard dash and be a part of and do that donation process. Cause I know he, you know, that's really near and dear to him as well, but what was that experience to kind of go down there and do that whole 40 yard dash and kind of be a part of that? Oh, it was, it was a wonderful experience just because what it was for just doing right. it for St. Jews and what Rich Eisen has represented and doing it for the, the past few years is it, it, special. And so for them to ask me to do it and, and be a part of it, well, I, I just felt good about it. I mean, I went into it and my Achilles was sore. And I and the whole time I was like, oh, I'm not gonna be able to run. I, I don't know if I can do this. I'm, I'm, I'm so scared because when I was playing, that was the, the injury I, I feared the worst was the, the tear Achilles. And so I was just- Oh yeah, I can imagine. I, yeah. I was so nervous about it. And then the, the way it was set up, I, I was told that I was probably gonna have to run 4-4 in order for my team to advance. And so I, I felt better because I was like, I, was gonna, I wasn't going to run 4-4 healthy. So now, <laughs> I can, now I can really cruise and, and, and not worry about putting too much pressure on this Achilles and just jog through it and, and look good running. And don't, and don't yeah. be the guy who, who pulls up on TV. <laughs> but you know what? But when it's all said and done, I wanted to make sure that I finished because I knew what it was all about. And it was about charity and St. Jude's. And I just wanted to be able to, to do the run. And I... But I did tell him next year I'm coming back at 54 years old. I'm going to run four six. Oh, oh, I believe it too. I yeah. believe it. Yeah. I've got all the faith. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> I don't question that for a second. Um, but I, I also want to pick your brain on this too. You know, Dustin brought up a good point is the draft has always been the Browns Super Bowl. And now as we look at it and with what the Browns have done really this offseason and really when Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry started to team up to build this culture, build a winning culture. Now the draft isn't the Super Bowl, but maybe the Super Bowl can be our Super Bowl. Now we have that type of aspiration. So, you know, you lived it. You were on some really good Browns football teams. You know, the Browns went through some pretty lean years as of recent. So it's nice to get back to uh, winning football, but I just want to kind of pick your brain on that you know what was that like for you as a player um to you know watch this team now oh it's, it's special I mean last year I, I hated it really because we couldn't be there yeah you know, to, to be finally winning like we used to and, and we can't really be a part of it because of the pandemic and all that and so going into this year I mean like you said the Super Bowl can be our Super Bowl now. You know, we know that you know, we know there are good teams out in the AFC that we're going to have to beat. But the, the bottom line is, when it's all said and done, we got to go out there in between those white lines, win the games we're supposed to win, and win some games that we're not supposed to win. And if, and if we do that, we're, we'll be in good shape because we were minutes away from possibly beating Kansas City and, and moving on with an, an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. So now I think now that these guys have been in it. It won't be so shocking to them, and so they can just go out there and play football and and may the best man win. Well, and and you saw we get a little bit of a revenge factor in Week One against the Kansas City Chiefs, so <laughs> that'll be kind of interesting. That'll be fun, but you know, once again, that's Week One, and and a lot of things can happen from Week One to now Week. 18. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now week 18. <laughs> because last year, look at our week one. Yep. And then well, and to your and to your point, that was a new coaching, you know. I mean, if you think about that, that was all a whole new kind of you know regime. And you know that continuity is a big thing in the NFL. So I mean that's a good point. It is, and that's why I'm looking forward to this, this them getting an the off season of being together and, and doing some things and 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 putting in some wrinkles that they probably didn't have time to do last right. year. They, right. There's so many things that they can add to, to this team this year, coaching wise and 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 just 
positions and and then scheme and everything that I'm looking forward to because I know it's going to be better than it was last year. Nice. So Eric, when you look at like your memorable moments, and I know we talked a little bit about this on the phone, kind of walk us through that when you look back in college first and then the pros, what were kind of your memorable moments in college? And then what were your remember? What was the, the, the moment that you kind of like when you walked off the field, you're like that I'll remember for the rest of my life kind of moment. Well, in college, I, I, I think I, I had a lot of good games, I think, but they were all kind of different, you know, because I, I, I've always, I had always played running back my entire life, but I caught the ball a lot, returned punts and kicks, obviously. But I think the most memorable game, most memorable game for me in college was we played TCU one year, and, and I carried the ball 36 times and, and ran for over 200 yards. Wow. And, and we won the game, but what was what I liked most about it is that we only passed seven times that game. Oh, oh wow! So, so they <laughs> gave me the ball almost the entire game, and so that's that's how I felt like I should carry the ball or at least have it in my hands my entire <laughs> career at any level, right? That was, I mean, yeah, six <laughs> times an entire game, right? yeah. and, so, and so that 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 was really fun, and then. Moving forward to uh, the NFL, I mean, you you, you got to say the the two punt return game against Pittsburgh. That's that's everyone's favorite, but it really isn't my favorite. Hmm. My my favorite is, is a game that we lost it, to the Oilers in Houston, and and it's only my favorite because it was a game where I, I had a uh, over a hundred yards receiving and like ninety something rushing, and. That's my favorite game because that's how I felt my whole career would be. I, I thought I, I could be one of those guys who win thousand thousand rushing oh, over. Mm-hmm. I never had the opportunity. Yeah. Multi-purpose type of player. Right. That makes total sense. Yeah. That's why that was my favorite game. Yeah. I remember literally watching on the television after you got the first punt return and then it was late in the fourth quarter and you did it again. And I just sat there and went, this is unbelievable. And of course the <laughs> announcers are going crazy. They're like this, you know, like I think in the game itself, they said he was possibly a scratch for this game because you had an injury, if I remember right. Yeah. And yeah. And you were, and then they're like, it looks like his legs are just fine. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so, yeah, we had, we played Cincinnati the week before, I believe. And um, someone fell on my knee on the side of my knee and kind of bent aside a, a knee sprain. So I didn't practice all week until Friday because that was Belichick's thing. If you don't practice Friday, you can't play. And so, and so I went out there and, and did what I could on Friday. And so I, I'll, I'll be okay. I'll be okay. And, and, and Sunday when we got there, like I told him, I'm fine. I'll be all right. I went, they wrapped me up and I went out there and, what happened happened. It was it was special because you know we returned the first one, and Stevon Moore came to me and said, "We're gonna get another one." And I'm like, "Yeah, okay, sure <laughs> we are," because it, it it rarely happens. And sure. then and then it just happened that you know with the game on the line, they 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 had foolish pride and punted it again, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and we and we took it back. And you know it's, it's it's special because when when you're back there as a punt returner, you have y'all. Of course, you want to score every time you touch the ball, but the guys in front of me who are blocking, they always wanted me to score as well. And so right. they were working just as hard for me to, to get to the end zone as, as I was. And so that's, that's what made that group special. And that's what made us a, a dangerous outfit. Well, it's interesting when you see, like, if you watch that video or any of those, you're always watching, you're right. Those guys on special teams are kind of, their heads on a pivot. They're looking back at you and they're looking left to right and blocking downfield to give you a lane. So you have an avenue to get to the end zones and, you know, they're just, you know, they're all out. So yeah, you're right. It's kind of a team effort to get you into the end zone. And then that was, that was a point of emphasis. Cause I used to, I used to tell those guys all the time, don't, don't run back towards me. Cause I'm not really worried about the guy who's next to me or behind me. I think I can make him miss. If you run forward and get somebody, then then we got a good shot. And so, and like I said, those guys always, like you said, had their head on swivel, looking to take people out and, and create lanes, and, and they did a good job of it. And just to pull a question um, from our comment section here, uh, Mike Gum, friend of the program, he wants to know, uh, was it more exciting for you to score a touchdown on a kick or a punt return or just on a regular rushing touchdown? Well, I guess it all depends. You know, I mean – 
kick of a punt return, we're talking about a, a long part of the field, you know. So that's <laughs> long run. So that that that's exciting. You know, when you talking about a kickoff return, generally you're talking maybe between ninety and a hundred hundred plus yards, and so that that's fun. And 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 I always like long touchdowns, but but I have to say when we played the Raiders and I was able to score that two-yard touchdown with a few seconds on the clock, that was more fun because, you know, growing up as a kid, you think about counting down, you taking the last second shot to win a game, hitting a, a walk-off home run to win a baseball game, and then I got the opportunity to score a touchdown almost with no time on the clock to, to, to walk off, and so that, that, that's fun. Yeah, as I said, the offense is literally in your hands to win or lose the game at that point. Yeah, well, you're right. There's, there's a lot of adrenaline at that point for sure. Yeah, and, and so because, I mean, that's that's what you want to do. That's what you grew up dreaming about, to have those opportunities. You have no timeouts, and and, and, you, and you're running the ball. And so <laughs> to, to, to get a walk in and, and a walk off with like that, it, it's, it, was, it was fun. It was fun for me. It was fun for the whole team because we went out there thinking that uh, – they were they were thinking that we weren't going to win that game. I I literally think I had maybe eight yards that that game rushing after because they were so focused on not letting me beat them after scoring four touchdowns against them the year before. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough, which Fair I enough. understand. But they they but they, <laughs> they took a safety. They took a safety, which was kind of they took a safety and and then so if you take a safety, what do you do? You punt the ball. So you still have to punt the ball to me. Right. And so they punted to me and, and we got a really good return. I almost took it back. And so that's what made the, the field shorter and gave us the opportunity right. to go down there and, and win the game. God, that's got to be so rewarding. And, and just kind of, you know, similar note here with what the Browns are currently doing and this Kevin Stefanski offense and the emphasis on the run, the run first, um, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. Uh, and really the focal point on special teams, you ever just find yourself watching this, this current Browns team and wondering, you know, what kind of role you would have been able to contribute on, on a team like this? You know, I don't, I don't think I watched, watched them and say I could have done this in, in that particular offense because they're, they're doing a great job and they're run first. And that's, that's the key, running first. And people don't realize it. if you're going to win the Super Bowl, you're going to have to run the ball. You, you think you think about this past Super Bowl in, in, in Tampa Bay and everything, and and it looks like Brady does it does a lot throwing touchdowns because he threw some touchdowns, but they didn't really get going until they started pounding the ball, and and that's and that's how it always is. If you can run the ball and stop the run, you have a good chance of winning. And so, yeah, I, I like what the Stefanski's uh, doing with the offense. We run first and, and hit them with a lot of play action off that and. And, and, and move the ball. And, and what makes it good is that they can run the ball and the other team knows they're going to run the ball. Right. They can't stop it. And so, like, yeah. and going, so going back to the original, original question, I don't think I really look at myself and what I could have done in this offense. I would love to run behind this line because they, they block well. I just think, I think about what I could do in the NFL today and the way mm -hmm. the game is played. Because, you know, certain teams play Looking at the Browns, they're more of an old school team. The old school offense, you know, is, is run first, whereas everyone else is, is spread out and running all kind of jet sweeps and one back and, and everything, four or five receivers out there. And I and I think I could have thrived in that offense. Sure. So Eric, you know, you were there in Cleveland, um, got to visit, you know, obviously some of the the draft folks there. If you, you know, you look forward to, you know, the NFL's a different game, but what advice would you give to the new Browns rookies as they come in, um, being a rookie yourself, or any any in an NFL draft player as they come into the league, what kind of advice would you give to those new Browns guys out there, uh, specifically they got drafted by the Browns? You know, I, I would first say, uh, don't take this for granted. You know, guys guys get drafted and, and, and sometimes think, I'm here, that's it. No, that's not it. You still have to work on your craft. You still have to be a complete pro, and that is on and off the field. And so I think I think guys, if they prepare themselves that way and, and just try to be a, a complete professional, then it'll work out for them. And, it, and, it, and it's funny because in, in talking about the, the Browns pick, I um, actually went on a trip with Anthony Swartz back in 2017. We were in Peru together. Really? Yes. He. I was a... Um, I was a coach. I was the sprint coach on the U.S. Junior 
the track team uh-huh. and he was on the team. Oh. And, and so uh, right after he got drafted, I actually texted his mother and said, congratulations, welcome, welcome to, the, to the Browns family and what have you, because on that trip, we, as a team, we had to meet in Atlanta and then we flew from Atlanta to, uh, to Lima. But Anthony got stuck in Florida because of, of weather. So he didn't get on the plane with the team in Atlanta going over there. And then we took another flight from there to Trujillo. And uh, so he finally, he didn't get there for a, a day or two after us. And so the, the team went out on a, uh, on a trip, just touring around. And so I had to sit around, sit at the hotel and wait for Anthony to get there. And so we, we, got, we got to talking and I had to take him in for a little warm out and shake out so he can get his body warmed up and everything like that. And so we got to hang out and, and do all that. So, you know, you, it, the thing, what I'm saying is you have people like that we've had a relationship with. But once again, talking to him, I know he's a good person. And so being a good person will, will lead to being a, a good professional. And I, and I think that's when it will work out. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that this front office, this coaching staff has really tried to dial in on is bringing guys in to fit their their three pillars, smart, tough, and accountable. That blue collar grinder mentality. And not only players that are going to fit the on-field scheme, but personality fits in the locker room as well. And I think that's all gearing towards, you know, the, the implementation of this winning culture. So I want to ask you, um, you know, as we get back to that winning culture that, that Cleveland has, has wanted for so, so long, you know, what, what does that mean to you as a player who helped build that culture? Oh, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing. I mean, cause you know, Going back to Cleveland is, is, is something that, that, that's special and always will be. I like to tell people, uh, I played 12 years. I, I played for five different teams. I was traded twice. But when, when, when you look back at, at my career and what I did, I always say I only want to be considered a Cleveland Brown. And, and that's because the tradition of the team, the, the fans for sure, um, it, it just it just made me feel good about being a football player and what I was able to accomplish when I was in, F, in the NFL. And so, you know, it's 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 it's, it's a great time. And so to to to, to watch this team win and, and hopefully win a, a lot more is is something that I just can't wait to see because I, I'm I'm waiting for that day. I told them if they ever go to the Super Bowl, there's no way that I won't be there. I have to be there because I'm I'm like a, a Browns fan and I, and I and I just love being a part of the, the the Cleveland lore. Well, you know it's it's funny you mentioned that, Eric. So I went to the Kansas City Chiefs game, the playoff game, and talking to some of the players there, and some of the older fans, they're like, "Well, I don't know if this is this could be my Browns Super Bowl," you know, because you know we've had so much heartache and stuff at the time, but they were so elated that they could go to a second round of a playoff game, you know, and and see the Browns in person. So to your point, if they ever get there, I think every Browns fan is going to try to get in that stadium because because <laughs> it's going to be like, I kind of almost see it like the, the 85 Bears, right? Like if we're going and we get to a Super Bowl, we are darn well going to win the darn thing. So you better buckle up because, I mean, I just I just feel that. And then you can just feel the energy in the city like that. And I think, Allie, you felt that when we were in the city as well. It was Oh my God. I can, I'm still riding the wave. I'm still riding the high of the optimism, the energy that came out of Cleveland uh, just from the NFL draft, let alone what the season's going to bring. It, yeah, it's, I'm just, you, me, and, and, and every Browns fan in, the, in yep. this world is, is feeling the same, just looking forward. I mean, I wish they were playing tomorrow. I'm, I'm waiting for football. I've been, I mean, watching basketball and all this. I'm like, okay, that's fine and dandy, but let's, let's get to some football because. Well, just because I'm so excited about what is going to happen. I mean, in years past, I'm waiting for football, but not really sure. This year, I'm waiting for football, expecting big things to happen. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's, that, that's what makes it fun. Well, what's kind of ironic is tonight we're four months away from the first game of the NFL season. Four months from tonight, exactly. So – Four months too long. Well, it doesn't, but when you think about it, four months doesn't seem like that long to me, Allie. Like four months goes by pretty quickly, it seems like. So, yeah, yeah. You know, as we go into the summer, that typically goes by pretty quickly for the most part. But when you're really anticipating big things from your team who's done so much, it's like, it's like, you know, just waiting, waiting for, you know, Christmas to come. It seems like it just takes forever. And that's kind of where I feel like us Browns fans are currently at. So, 
Um, but Eric, this was great. Thank you for taking the time. We Thanks, greatly, man. greatly appreciate all of your insight and just kind of, you know, hearing from you a little bit. And this has been wonderful. And, and, and Eric, we're going to make sure we get you an official, here we go, here we go, brownie shirt. We'll ship it out to you. Absolutely. Okay. For sure. Thank you. Well, thank you for taking the time. Um, you are always welcome onto the Here We Go Brownies podcast. This is this is absolutely great. It's a show by the fans for the fans. So I know all of our listeners are appreciative to, to be able to get some of your insights. So Eric, thank you again. Thank you. And that's a nice background you have behind you. Hey, I, you know what? It's funny. Before we get you off of here, I was having some technical issues where it kept it kept like shrinking it. And I was I had to shift my entire studio over because the way I was sitting, I was... <laughs> front of you and I'm like I can't do this I've got to shift my studio because I can't sit in front of Eric Metcalf <laughs> no, I can't do that I was I was hoping you were going to say I couldn't keep this keep, keep you from moving <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it couldn't do it oh goodness it thank was a struggle thank but you, thank man. you hey Bye. take care thanks for jumping on we appreciate it thanks. thank you Eric have a great night that is the legendary Eric Metcalf what a guy what a guy by the way, he texted me, by the way, he's like, hey, you don't mind if I have my cigar while we're doing that? I'm like, I don't care. No, we don't care. <laughs> I think hey, he bring one like, over. That's I think good. he was kind of like, yeah, but no, I, he just is so calm, cool, collective, and just, yeah. um, you know, a lot of people don't realize this, Allie, maybe you you know this because you do deep dives. He tried out for the Olympics, Allie. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, he, I mean, the guy is just a phenomenal athlete. I mean, he ran track. I mean, he's just... I mean, so it didn't surprise me that he was able to go do a 40 yard dash with Rich Eisen for that. I mean, the guy is just still gifted. Up. I mean, I always say if you're gifted athletically, you're, you're gifted athletically your entire life. It doesn't go away. Right. Yeah. So, um, but you know, thanks uh, of course, Eric Merkhead for coming onto the show. Uh, that was awesome. All right, let's get into it, Dustin. But before we do so, uh, before we get into the schedule here, um, guys, if you haven't already go get yourself some stadium mustard. I'll tell you, I'm not a big mustard person myself, but I've got to tell you, you dip, you dip some pretzels in this. It's a nice little midnight snack. I found myself as I got up the other, it was last night or the night before I got up to let the puppy out, but she likes to do that sometimes. I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of hungry. Should I get a snack? Like, I don't want to eat anything too heavy. Some pretzels, some stadium mustard. I'm like, I got to talk on the show about this because this is, I almost filmed myself, but then I realized, well, nobody wants to see that. (laughs) This isn't good for anybody. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, go check out Stadium Mustard. They've got the original recipe, iconic brand in Cleveland. Um, if if you've had a had a hot dog in Cleveland, it's not the same if you don't have Stadium Mustard on it. So go check them out. Um, go get you some if you don't have it in your household. Are you even a Browns fan? Are you even a Browns fan? Go get it. That's fair. That's fair. That's why they ship it all over the country. Um, Dustin, why don't you um, walk us listeners through about uh, what they can get at Only in Cleve? So only in Cleve, guys. So check this out. This is a one of a kind. Well, not one of a kind, but just came out Koski. And this comes from one of the current draftees said, oh, Coach Key. And now it's stuck. Now everybody's calling Stefanski Coach Key. So Brian and his uh, family put together this really cool shirt that you can get there. Um, Coach Key. I just thought that was pretty cool. He sent one to Allie and I. And then, of course, you can get your official Here We Go Brownies hats apparel. And we will put the code out there probably tomorrow, but Allie and I, as a thank you to all of us that came out to see us in Cleveland and all of us that have supported us over the last few years, we're going to do 10% off all Brown's hats, or here we go, Brownies hats, and here we go, Brownies apparel, 10% off to all of our loyal listeners. We'll get that uh, discount code for you. And uh, we just appreciate you because we can't do this without you and we can't do it without our sponsors. No, um, we can't. We're going to partner with Only in Cleveland and do that uh, discount. Absolutely. You need, if if you're a Browns fan, you need an official Here We Go Brownies podcast hat and or shirt. And or. Well, Allie, on the it was really cool to see. And I know you thought this was really cool. But when Allie and I first met each other a couple of weeks ago in Cleveland, to see people come to our event wearing our stuff was just, I don't know, it was just kind of like, hey. There's us. Like, hey, that's me. Yeah. I'm on your shirt. Yeah. So, like yeah. Shout out to our friend Bobby for having that on. She was great to me. She had on her shirt. I'm like, hey, that's a nice shirt. I like what you're wearing. Um, but that's, let's get into the schedule. Um, so, it's been released, as you already know in the comments. We're obviously a little late getting to it. We're about an hour out. But um, obviously, we have more important things to do with talk with Mayor Eric Metcalf here. Um, so, we know. Let's do this. Let's do this. I, I'm putting you on the spot here. 
totally not not even warning you what we're doing here. Oh boy, here we go. Um, I've got it pulled up. We're gonna go game by game. We're gonna finish out the show this this way. Um, game by game, I'll tell you the time, the opponent, and we'll both say win or lose. Okay. Now I know we've already done a way too early schedule kind of thing, but now that we know when and we can kind of see where things lie, how it yeah. goes, let's let's play the schedule game here. All right, starting week one, we already know this at Kansas City, um, four twenty-five kick on Sunday. Uh, you've been to Arrowhead, um, obviously a pretty difficult place to to play. Yes. Um, we know that the Browns' history with Week One hasn't been wonderful for us, but what do you think here, Dustin? Well, two things that I like about this game. First, the Browns have a bad taste in their mouth for almost beating the Chiefs and knew they had them on the ropes. And so I think this is a good game for the Browns to be focused for, be up for, and be prepared to go in and win for. So with that, I think the Browns do go into this game. They win it. It'll be a close game. I think this will be a great matchup that people will be talking about in week one. And now that we have the revamped defense, it's another ball game that Kansas City is not going to have been prepared for. And I like that we get Kansas City early because the one thing I know about the Chiefs you get them later in the season, they're rolling, they're, they're in there. Yeah. I, I love them in week one. I don't love them in week 16 or 12. Same. Right? Yep. Yeah. Same. So I, I have this as a eek, eek, eek close game. Yeah. I'm going shootout here. And I think they're, that the NFL is going to be disappointed that they didn't put them as the Monday night football or Sunday night football um, slot, you know, here. But I think this is going to be a shootout. This is going to be one of probably the best games uh, in week one, if not the best. I agree. I think this is a pretty close one, but I think that the Browns finally get their week one win here. Well, and you know how we always say it's hard to beat teams multiple times in a row, right? So this is one of those where you've seen your opponent, you know what you've got, you can prefer, you can prepare for them. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, Kevin Stefanski's already, well, he's probably been preparing since that loss, but now that this is official, I'm sure they've, this is their diving, diving in head first here. All right. A week two, we've got, Home against the Texans, one o'clock kickoff. Thoughts? Well, a couple thoughts. I don't know who the quarterback's going to be in yep. Houston at this time, right? Um, and I don't think, honestly, it's going to be the current starting quarterback. So I see this as a win. And I also see the Texans as a rebuilding team. I mean, there's people leaving left and right from that team. They didn't have a very good draft. They didn't address some of the issues they should have addressed in the draft. <laughs> no. so, so I think this is a win for the Browns. Um, if that is a loss for the Browns, I can't say this could be a bounce back win for the Browns to get a win, but yeah. I think. It's- oh, yes. Yes. Hey, who do you think, uh, before I get into it here, just quickly, who do you think their quarterback is? I have no idea, to be honest with you. This if point. you, had, if you had to take a shot in the dark, what, what, what do you think here? So I don't think it's Deshaun Watson. Uh, who's the guy they just signed somebody. Uh, well, they've got Tyron. And they've got, uh, who'd they, dra- who'd they draft? It wasn't Kellen Mond. Um, but they just signed somebody, didn't they to like a one-year deal? That's oh, they got Tyrod, don't they? Yeah, but they, then they got somebody else. And I was wondering, to me, that was the one that I thought might have a shot, like the insurance policy. Davis Mills. They've got Davis Mills. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Guess if Deshaun Watson, for whatever reason, is not, if he's on the commissioner's list or whatever, I would go with Tyrod Taylor. He's yeah, got yeah. veteran experience, and he would be – I would put Tyrod in that position. Yep, I agree. I think this is a hot mess of a team. Um, they don't even know what they're doing. Uh, just in terms of their own organization, I don't think they have any idea of what direction to go in. This is a easy. If if the Browns were to lose Week One, I think this is a pretty easy gimme here. And I, I know nothing's a gimme in the NFL, but I think this one would be a, a nice bounce back if that were to take place. Um, all right, next up we've got the Bears at home, 1 p.m. kick. Uh, what do you think here? You know, this is an interesting one because now they got their quarterback, right? Um, but he's a rookie. Rookies make mistakes. We know this, Keeping right? in mind, they still have Nick Foles and um, um, yeah. Dalton there. Uh, I think, you know, the Bears have a good defense. I think this could be, honestly, this could be a more of a low-scoring game, but I think the Browns can eke this one out. Um, but I don't see this as a shootout or anything. I think the defenses are kind of the story in this game. Um, and I think the Browns won this one close at home. I think this is going to be a pretty pretty easy win for the Browns. Um, don't know who the quarterback's going to be at this point. Week three, it could very well be Justin Fields if Andy Dalton's not playing so hot. Um, all right, Minnesota Vikings, one o'clock in Minnesota. Week four. Well, this is a Kochke, uh homecoming, right? So he gets to go back to his 
place where he played for over a decade or where he coached for over a decade. Um, I don't know. This one, I can see this as a loss. I don't know why. I, I kind of see this one as a trap game, to be honest with you. This could be one of those that the Browns kind of maybe overlook. I don't know, but I, I don't know. I just see this maybe as a trap game. There's always one of them on the schedule. All right. Uh, I'm going to put this as a loss. Okay. Rapid fire. We got to quickly go through these here. Uh, I'm going win. Um, all right. Next up in Los Angeles, the Chargers four o'clock kick. What do you got? Shootout win, but I, I'm, I want to go to this game. So I see this as a win um, Two, you know, upcoming quarterbacks, obviously with Herbert and Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm going to go win here as well, um, but I think it's close. I think this is a close game. Um, then we've got the Cardinals at home four o'clock kick. I'm honestly, Dustin, I think this one could be the trap game. I think Arizona, um, I didn't like what they did last year. I, I think they kind of took a step back, but I think with what they've done in free agency in the draft, eh, okay. I think this one could be a sneaky game. Um, Kyler's, you know, he, he's got, he's got the skills. He's got the will. Yep. Um, I don't know. I just don't, I think this is where we take a little bit of a step back. You know, I, I think this is one that we maybe win, but I'll tell you why we win it. This is the Kyler Murray Baker Mayfield kind of, um, you know, grudge match, you know, that we, they, you know, we lost down there a couple of years ago. I think this would be one that, you know, Hey, you're in my house now, Kyler, I'm going to beat you kind of thing. Um, close game though. I think this, yeah. you know, these, both these offenses can definitely put points on the board. All right. Then we've got at home Denver eight twenty kick Thursday night football, man, this is a tough one. Cause you don't know who the quarterback is. Um, yeah. I call this a too early to predict. Um, I'm going to go win. I, and I'm, I know it's, I got win on every one of these, but I'm going to go win on this one. Yeah. I think this one could be, if, if it's not Cardinals, it could be Denver for whatever reason. We don't always play well against Denver, um, no. but this Thursday night football Browns show up for those big games. I'm going win here. It's at home. It dep- I don't know who, I don't know who they're going to start at quarterback. This drew lock. Give me, give me the Browns here. Um, all right. First, division game here afc north the pittsburgh steelers at home one o'clock kick i think it's a loss yeah i think this is a game that the steelers are kind of pissed off at us um and we go back and forth and i think this might be a loss for us that's my Mm -hmm. that's my gut Hmm. yeah yeah um i'm gonna go win on this one um i think that one could be could be tricky yeah. Um, but I do agree. They, they're probably a little bit not too happy with this. Uh, all right. Cincinnati in Cincinnati, one o'clock kick, watch out for the Bengals right now. I don't project them to be a playoff team, but they're sneaky. Good. They're kind of like who the chargers were last year. Yeah. I mean, I think the, I think the Cincinnati Bengals will be a little better this year, Yeah. Uh, but our defense is even better than if what Joe Burrow's healthy. If Joe Burrow is healthy, all yeah. dependent on that. Yeah. I still think we win. I think I, I don't see why we shouldn't be able to win this game on the road. Yep. Agree. Patriots in Foxborough, one o'clock kick. We never do well at New England. No, we we never don't. Do. doesn't matter if they have a crappy or good team. Um, I'm going to put this, I'm going to put a loss on this one. I am too. Um, but I think we get a rebound here at home against the Lions, one o'clock kick, November 21st. I think this is a win. I think that's a win as well. And then next up the Ravens in Baltimore Sunday night football. Okay. This is where we're just pissed off. I think yep. this is where we come this out and say, time. you know what? We're sick and tired of you guys being what you are to us because they swept us last year. I think we go into their house like they did to us on Monday Night Football. Yep, I agree. We have the last uh, the last say in this game and we win that. And then we get healthy because we've got a bye week here. Mm-hmm. And I love that bye week placement. Um, we saw what happened when the Steelers kind of had their early bye week last year. Just wasn't great for them. I like that this is you know, we're, we're week 13. Um, you know, it's well, I liked it a little bit earlier, but I, I'm, I'm okay with this. Then we come back, we have Ravens at home, one o'clock kick. Very bizarre to me. Back-to-back yeah. games with a bye week in the middle. I saw this, I'm like, huh? Yeah, interesting, um, right? I think we sweep them. I think, I think we see this as kind of cleaning up. Um, I think we sweep these. I think the Browns kind of are just I think they're, they're getting their mojo at this point, and I think we win this game. I think it's a, a sweep. Unlike the Steelers, I guess is a sweep of the Ravens. This I year. think so. I think so too. Um, we got a weird one here. Sneaky, I think. The Raiders, just like with, with the Broncos, we never play them well, but they're at home. Um, this could be a Saturday or Sunday. 
uh, does not have the time here. So this could be a flex game. What do you think? I think the Browns beat the Raiders. Um, I think we, you know, because of them losing to them in the past. Yeah. Um, I think we win this one. It's at home. It's week 15. It's cold in Cleveland. You know, it's not the nice combines of Vegas. Hey, hey, we can't say that. Raiders came into our house last year in the most, the worst weather conditions possible. <laughs> so can't say that. <laughs> fair, fair. Allie points at a very important point, but I'm going to go win. Okay. Uh, Packers. In Lambeau, Christmas okay. Day. Now this one, I, this has so many different angles to it. <laughs> if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback, unfortunately, at Lambeau on Christmas Day, that's a hard out. I think we lose. I do. If, and I'm saying with a big if here, folks, if Aaron Rodgers is not the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, I think the Browns have a legitimate chance of winning this football game and helping them get to their playoff push. So that's Agreed. my agree. Then Monday night football in Pittsburgh. We win. Yep, we do. Yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yes, we do. And last but not least, the Bengals at home, one o'clock. We win. Yeah, we do. You know so what else we way, do? I have we win the division. We win the division, and I have the Browns going twelve and four. And as Allie knows, I and Eric Metcalf exactly projected the eleven and five season last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think 12 and four is well within pro. I mean, I think it's there because of the extra, the extra uh, 17th game. Yep. Agree. I do. I Crazy. agree with that. Overall though, Dustin, I, I don't look at the schedule and think, Ooh, I don't, I, I think there are some on here that are tough. Oh, um, sure. We put, I think we play in the toughest division, quite honestly. So. My point and what I'm looking at, honestly, are our divisional games. I'm not looking yes. at Minnesota and Chicago and Detroit. I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Packers. Yeah. They're, they're a scary team. Um, but other than that, okay. The Patriots, the chargers, sure. You have some good teams in there, but I'm not looking at this saying we are playing not only in the best division, but we're playing that, you know, we're partnered with another fantastic division like well, the NFC West or something like that. Who yeah, I think and, and I look at two games on the schedule week seven becomes if someone like Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver, that is a bigger worrisome for me in week seven sure. versus week, you know, oh, yeah. I, yeah. Right. Completely. Cause that, Cause that completely changes the dynamics of, of the Denver Broncos at that point. Right. So yep. Yep. Um, what, what game Allie, when you look at the schedule, are you most excited? Like, Hey, like, like that is the game. Like I got to be like glued, like running in the street, yelling, <laughs> Um, which, which game is that for you, Allie? So I, I guess, um, I, I've got a couple answers here because I want to say the Packers, but because it's on Christmas day, I don't have that, uh, like, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't have that same energy for it where I'd be running in the street. Now I am looking forward to watching that game with my family. That's oh, not, sure. not something that I get to do often living far away from them. So I am looking forward to that. But if I'm just looking at a, what this is going to be a fun game. I'm looking at that Sunday night football against the Ravens. Um, Honestly though, I think the chargers, I'm looking at that one. Like that's going to be a cool game. That's going to be a lot of fun. That's one that we talked about going to, because a, we all know Allie likes warm weather. That's that's a caveat, which by the way, in that time of year, it'll be nice and warm. Mm -hmm. Um, And that new stadium so it's going to be an amazing place to watch a football game. I think that's yes. going to be, and you know, what I, what I didn't get to tell Eric was, Hey, maybe when you were there doing the 40 yard dash at that stadium, maybe you gave it a little bit of good luck for when the Browns maybe get to the Super Bowl in that same stadium <laughs> in <Yeah>. next year. <laughs> so It's going to be interesting, <laughs> but no, the alley, you know, it's funny. This schedule is interesting because we all know this all too well when it comes to the NFL schedule. You look at the schedule and you base it on how you think the team was the year before. And we always know those teams that we think are going to be good sometimes are bad or mediocre. And so teams aren't as good as you thought they were going to be. And then those teams you thought were bad or good. Okay. So, so answer me this then who on on our schedule, do you think is going to be that team that we don't look at this now and think, Oh, they're going to be good. And then who's that that team that we look at saying, Oh, they're going to be good. And they're not. Okay. Denver Broncos. Uh-huh. That's the one that I see is we're kind of like, nah, not too afraid of them right now. That's the team I think is good. And then the team that I think 
we all think is going to be great and it's not. And I truly believe this. I think the Ravens take a step back this year. I don't know why I feel it, but I feel the Ravens are going to take a step back and they're not going to be the team that we thought they were last year. And we talked about this at the draft. I feel like the Browns have done this. Like they went one clink above the Ravens when it comes to like winning the, the AFC North. I just feel like we're, we're, you know, we're the, we're the ones that are, that we've come over the top and I just, I don't know, just based on the changes we made. Yeah. I, I agree on the, on the Ravens. I, I do agree with that. That's my team that I think when I look at this, sure, they look scary, but they might be taking that step back. They lost a lot in free agency. Um, I don't know. Uh, but when I look at this, who's the team that I think we're, I don't want to say overlooking, but guys watch out for the Cincinnati Bengals. Now I don't think they're going to be a playoff team and I will I will say that on record. I'm fine with that. Yep. But I do think that they are a lot like the Chargers last year in, in the sense that they have a good young quarterback. If he can come back healthy and protected, that is that is the emphasis here. If he can come back healthy and protected, they've got some weapons there. They have some weapons. T. Higgins, um, Jamar, Jamar Chase. Uh, I like their running game, Joe Mixon. I mean, they've, they've, got, they've got some guys. They've got some dudes. If they can keep Joe Burrow upright, as we know, yeah. he played healthy. He made the throws. You're right. You know, it's funny, Ali. It's like he was like, he could have been Herbert last year, I think, in some right. way, if I he agree. would have actually had the protection to throw the ball. And that just didn't unfortunately happen. And, I, you know, I have friends that are Bengals fans, and they just are just pissed that the organization didn't give him any protection. Because I just feel bad. Like, you just don't do that to your Yeah, That's yeah, interesting. Well, we've uh, seen that all too much with our quarterbacks. We went through 20. We know that. We know that one all too well. Uh, guys, before we wrap up, uh, if you haven't already, and I really encourage you to do so because it's absolutely fantastic. Um, I like ketchup, though. Cleveland ketchup. They <laughs> they have um, some awesome flavors that you can try. They've got bacon and bourbon. They've got ghost pepper. Dustin just told me that he about burn his esophagus on this and they've got the classic. I've got to tell you, it is some of the best ketchup that I've ever had. I'm obsessed with ketchup. I love tomatoes. Um, but I, I keep this in my refrigerator. I will not touch anything else. If you, if you are like me and you love condiments and you love ketchup, this is a necessity to have in, you, in your kitchen. You have to have it. And if you don't, what are you doing? What are you even doing? Come on. I was actually impressed how good it was. Like it, it it's like a like we've all had like different ketchup, like Hunts and, and all those other ketchups. And I was like, this has a really unique original flavor to it. Like it was like, you can tell it's like an original recipe. It was really you good. You know what it tastes like? You know what it tastes like? It tastes like Cleveland. That's it. <laughs> it tastes blue collar. It tastes like Cleveland. Yeah. That's for sure. That's for sure. All right, Dustin. Um, <laughs> sorry, getting off the rails here. Um, I like it. I like it. You know, hey. Allie and I said, we're, we're going to go unscripted tonight. And it was perfect. Yeah, a lot of fun. Great show. Uh, glad we got to speak with legendary Eric Metcalf. What a guy. Um, so much fun to talk to pick his brain. Just, uh, I hope we can get him back back on at some point because he was he was fantastic. But Dustin, any closing thoughts as we wrap up on a beautiful Wednesday evening? You know, uh, no, just, you know, just first and foremost, thank you for all the the folks out there that, you know, come into the show every week and, and enjoy our show and you know, always drop us comments if there's anything you want us to talk about that maybe we don't address on the show um, or you want us to bring up in future shows. Um, we also now have the website, herewegobrownies.com, where you can get everything, including, you know, downloading the podcast through Spotify or Apple or any of those. You can get all that. And all of our sponsors' links are on there as well. So if you want to get your ketchup, if you want Katie to look at a house for you, or you want to get your only in Cleve swag, um, all that stuff is out there and you can get one click of the button and even order a pizza if you want. Heck so, yeah, you can. So absolutely. Here we go. Brownies.com. Go check it out. Go check it out. All right, uh, guys, with that, we're going to wrap up. Stay safe, stay healthy. And as always go Browns. Go Browns. <gasps> Cleveland. This is for you. This is for you. Here we go. Brownies. Here we go. Here we go. Brownies. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, this for my dogs from the east to the west side. Rocket brown and orange with me, baby. Let's fry. Represent the land, let them know. Tell them, here we go, brownies. Here we go. Yeah.